I'm Wendy Michelle, personal trainer and nutritionist turned researcher, innovator, and precision wellness specialist. Welcome to Whole, Healthy, and Free. This podcast is all about equipping you with cutting-edge tools and information for accomplishing your health goals and becoming your best version of you. I have collectively spent over 20 years behind the scenes in clinical healthcare, in food and supplement manufacturing, in alternative medicine, and fitness marketing. What I've seen behind closed doors and experienced in real life has provided me with an education no formal textbook would dare to write about. From it all, I learned that health is much easier than it has been presented to be. People are capable of way more than they realize. And the majority of what masquerades as healthy is commonly what actually contributes to illness. I break it all down and bring it all to light for the sole purpose of giving you your power back so you can reclaim your health to live whole, healthy, and free. Hey friends, thanks so much for joining me for another episode today. We will be discussing mood, motivation, memory, and more by way of nootropics. Some of you might be thinking, uh... Okay, Wendy, that sounds great, but what are nootropics? And others of you might be like I would be, tuned in, pen in hand, ready to jot down any new option worth considering to add to my stack. But out of the gate, let me just say this. This is for informational purposes only. As you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't make recommendations, nor do I advocate for uneducated experimentation with anything, but especially when it comes to the brain. Neurology is of great interest to me. It is truly one of my passions. It is my favorite subject to study, and I have the most respect and love for this amazing organ. So it's exciting for me to get to share all this with you, but there's just so much to cover. Um, It's hard to even know where to begin. Uh, I guess we can start with this. There's tons that we can do to support the function of the brain with just healthy habits and lifestyle practices. And I will discuss those as well. But what are nootropics? It will probably be most helpful if I start there for any of you that are unfamiliar or have not heard of this before. So nootropics are sometimes defined as a supplement that can enhance cognitive performance. They've also been commonly referred to as smart drugs. Like if you've ever seen um, the movie Limitless or Lucy, this is the concept of the attempt to achieve full utilization of your brain's potential. Um, That's something that, you know, more people are familiar with and exciting. Uh, It's a a very exciting topic, and I, I don't know anyone who wouldn't want to achieve that state of limitlessness. I can't promise that that's what we're going to be getting to, but some of this information will at least help you get closer. So the story goes that this term nootropics was actually coined by a Romanian chemist, Uh, who discovered one of the more well-known nootropics today, paracetam. And then he subsequently defined the five categories that would qualify a substance as a nootropic. This is a part that I think most people skip uh, because they like to throw just anything in and call it a nootropic, and that's not true. And I actually really appreciate these categories because it helps um, to really filter through uh, new compounds um, to a assess whether or not this would be something that would be uh, a good potential. So those categories are uh, learning enhancement. So that's, you know, one thing that would make it uh, a nootropic. Uh, facilitation of interhemispherical brain flow, resistance of physical and chemical injuries, an increase in the efficacy of the cortical and subcortical mechanisms, and, and I think importantly, an absence of negative effects. I know that all sounds a bit complex, but I at least wanted to give the official definition before I go any further. I typically explain nootropics as being compounds for optimizing the function of the brain at onset, so when you consume it, and over time. So it should be acting as both a proactive and reactive 
solution to what you might consider to be less than optimal brain performance and function. And what kind of functions would I be talking about? So things like retention of information, verbal fluency, focus, wakefulness, uh, word recall, motivation, mm, mood modulation, brain processing speed, um, and memory. That would be that's a pretty good list of some of the functions. Um, and further, I would qualify nootropics as being non-habit forming and without the negative side effects when proper dosing and applications are followed. Now, because of the complexity of the brain, what may or may not be supportive is going to really depend on the person. Remember, these effects are essentially chemical, so it will be highly dependent upon the biochemistry of the individual. A very important note to add here is that if you are already taking any pharmaceutical medications that are for anti-anxiety or an antidepressant or the like, those are already acting on or influencing your neurotransmitters. In all cases, but especially in this case, clear any and all new supplements you might be considering with your doctor or treating physician. From a personal standpoint, nootropics happen to be the supplement that I have spent the most money on, that I buy the most, and have found to be the most helpful to me in pursuing my personal potential. I've been investigating these compounds for, gosh, like over 10 years now, and <laughs> anyone who knows me probably has at least one story about me and my latest powdered substance <laughs> that I was studying that usually came in little jars. And while they were absolutely innocent, they just didn't look to be so. <laughs> anyway, since embarking on this adventure in cognitive enhancement, I, I have experienced significant improvement in every function that I just rattled off and more. And the longer that I implement, uh, implement these brain optimization strategies into my lifestyle, the more I have become aware of how my cognition has really been limited and hindered in the past. My capacity for information, just intrinsic motivation, uh, oh my gosh, stress resiliency, um, brain processing speed, um, uh, memory, these have all improved drastically, I mean immeasurably. And I know a lot of people who feel the same, which is what I believe is driving the growth of the nootropic category in supplements. The people who really understand it and are wise in application are getting incredible results. And if you've been wondering how other people are improving their cognitive performance, then this episode is going to be a lot of fun for you. And if you just want to make sure your current nootropic stack, well... <laughs> This stacks up, this will be fun for you too. There may be a few in here that you have not yet heard of. Before I dive into the individual supplements and technology and other practices you can incorporate for improved cognition, I want to clear up a common point of or area of confusion in this space. In my opinion, nootropics are not things like Adderall or modafinil and other drugs that are typically prescribed for ADHD or other attention conditions. Those are prescriptions which require diagnosis and preventional intervention and are used as needed if you happen to have one of those conditions. However, if you do not, those medications are not nootropics to play with at all. I just do not think so because they can be habit forming and they do potentially come with some pretty negative side effects, which as we've established, those are not within the scope or definition of a nootropic. And as I always say, if it solves one problem, but creates two more, it's actually not a solution at all. <laughs> the, the nootropic goal really is to, to optimize and, and nourish and balance, restore, uh, just improve overall upon the function of your brain's original design. It's not to push it to one extreme and then, you know, force it to recover from some wild swing of the pendulum in, you know, an opposing direction. I understand that there are some people 
who would disagree with me on this point, and that's totally okay. I actually am unoffended by a variety of perspectives. This one just happens to be mine. I also want to note that some nootropic stacks might have caffeine in them, and I will get to stacks in a little bit. But all in all, nootropics should not be causing that central nervous system jitter stuff like loads of coffee or energy drinks might cause. I mean, you will get some improved cognitive function from those, but it's very stressful and overstimulating to the central nervous system. Shakiness and jitters followed by a crash is actually not an effective strategy, although it is what most people do. And mostly, I think they do it because they just don't know that there's another option. And that leads me to another common question about these supplements, like why even use them? And the answer to that is, well, because people are already using something, but just mostly not healthy things. It's either coffee or sugar or some other source of caffeine or alcohol. Nootropics are just an alternative to what is already a habit of majority of people, and that is the habit of seeking solutions to uh, internal balances. But swinging from exhausted to amped and back to exhausted again is not really my idea of optimization. That's actually more like, I don't know, like poor management of this fantastically exquisite system of highly intelligent but very delicate resources. Like when you experience the difference between what nootropics can do and what a Red Bull or a Monster can do, it's <laughs> it's no it's a no-brainer. Uh, we're designed for so much more, but the the go-to is uh, the fact that we're or the goods that we're sold that are actually leading us to feeling good for a second, and then worse, and then we find ourselves repeating this wacky cycle over and over again. But anyway, you already know how I feel about all that. So without getting too technical, nootropics often are influencing your neurotransmitters. And as I start getting through this, I think it's a pretty good list of what would be considered nootropics, you you might hear me mention things like dopamine or acetylcholine or serotonin, and these are just a few of the neurotransmitters in your brain that are produced by your neurons, and they're actually the method of communication between neurons. You will also likely hear me reference BDNF, which is a brain-derived neurotrophic factor. This is crucial for your neuron health, neuron survival, and neural growth. I may also mention calcium, which is an important nutrient for transmission. Uh, enzymes, those can break down or synthesize neurotransmitters. Uh, amino acids, those sometimes can act as precursors or cofactors to neurotransmitters. Anyway, all that to say, nootropics are a, they're brain function optimizers, and it's helpful and, I might add, very smart to know and understand what they're doing. So now I think that we've got all that out of the way, it's time to get to the good stuff. And I really had a hard time selecting which specific nootropics to highlight because there are many and it would be impossible to get through them entirely. I think, mm, let's start with the more commonly known ones, the ones that are naturally derived, and then we can go from there. So let's start with inositol. So inositol is a carbocyclic sugar. It's also sometimes known as vitamin B8, but it's not really a vitamin. Anyway, it it mediates the cell signal transmission. Essentially, without it, your neurotransmitters, they can't get released. Um, Oftentimes, um, people who drink coffee on a daily basis or are exposed to uh, antibiotics a lot, they're found to... Uh, require more than what the body will naturally manufacture. They've also found that people who are depressed have lower levels of inositol, which makes a lot of sense. This can be supplemented, and um, due to its support of the transmission of neurotransmitters, I believe it's an important item to add to this list. This would come into play for stacking for sure. There's also a few amino acids that I want to highlight as they are effective as a standalone or in a stack. 
Um, Acetyl-L-carnitine is one of the more well-known ones, also known as Alcar. This one is a more, this amino is, um, it's more bioavailable form of L-carnitine. And, and that's an amino that's synthesized by your body. It's a cofactor of acetylcholine, which is the neurotransmitter that just happens to facilitate memory and mental acuity uh, and information retrieval. It also happens to boost that BDNF uh, that I mentioned earlier, and it increases the circulation in your brain. Another amino would be L-tyrosine. This one is a precursor to dopamine and norepinephrine. So think motivation, drive, interest. Um, it's also been said that uh, some of the benefits are reduced stress and improved physical performance, which is kind of cool. We are talking about the brain, but some of these are multitaskers. They actually create a benefit for the mental and the physical body. So um, that's a good ROI on your stack for sure because you're getting multiple benefits. Another amino is uh, creatine. This is a non-essential amino acid that's really mostly known for uh, being a strength, uh, like a bodybuilding supplement. But in smaller doses, like one to two grams, it's, it's neuroprotective and it creates energy. And the, it does this by um, providing a, a phosphate molecule to ADP in order to turn it back into ATP, which is what your body uses, your, your mitochondria uses for energy. So the brain cells get to use it again and again for fuel and energy. So this reduces mental fatigue, it uh, improves memory, it helps support faster uh, processing, and can improve your mood, and some say that it even boosts intelligence. So that's the aminos. There's a lot more to cover um, in that particular category, but again, there's just so much to go through. I will let you explore that realm on your own, and I'm going to move on to ketones. Um, ketones you can actually get for free 99 because your body actually makes them on their own naturally in the absence of glucose, which is one of the benefits of keto diet. It's uh, something that obviously requires there to be an absence of glucose for a while. Most people are not in that state unless they are uh, adhering to a very strict keto you know, keto diet. Uh, but it's also not unusual for some people to take uh, exogenous ketones like ketone esters um, so that they can just get the brain benefits. And ketones, they're great because they reduce free radicals and oxidative stress. They're neuroprotective. They stimulate the mitochondria in the brain. And some studies indicate that they improve verbal memory performance and um, a higher rate of mental processing. Then we have fats and fatty acids, and I'm, I just picked one um, because I think this is a, another area that is uh, very helpful to brain function and supporting brain health. But I um, want to specifically talk about DHA, and this is an omega-3 fatty acid, and it's one of the main structural components of the human brain and the skin and your retina, and it, it's fundamental for, for neural function. Um, and, and, for the, and for the membranes. It's been shown to reduce the presence of what's known as beta amyloid plaque, and this is what is believed to contribute to Alzheimer's. So DHA is neuroprotective, and it's also being looked at with some pretty promising results in managing ADHD, uh, depression, um, and obviously Alzheimer's because of the reduction of that plaque. And this one is a fun one, uh, also naturally derived. Um, it's a little hard to pronounce, so let's see if I can do it. Uh, amentoflavone. Amentoflavone. Um, I'm going to spell it for you because I actually think some of you might be interested in this one. Um, it's A-M-E-N-T-O-F-L-A-V-O-N-E. -E. And it's an alkaloid in plants like ginkgo biloba and St. John's wort. Um, and this has been found to improve mood and mental clarity, and it activates uh, the, the GABA-A receptor. Mm, and it has the potential to also increase serotonin. So no wonder people experience improved mood. Uh, it's also been found, this is another one that's like a multitasker, to improve fit, fitness and physical performance and endurance. Then we have the choline family. 
And just as a fun fact, if you wanted to get choline from food and not supplement, uh, egg yolks are actually really high in choline. So if you want to do it that way, uh, you'll have to cook your eggs in a, kind of a specific way. You want to cook the egg whites by themselves so that those are fully cooked. But the, the yolks, leave those runny for the purpose of the choline bioavailability. There's a trick to do it. I might have to do a video or something about it sometime. It's kind of hard to explain. But anyway, um, even if you did like a, a, an eggs over easy or something, leave the yolk runny. Uh, CDP choline is pretty common in the nootropic stacks. And this is helpful for focus and motivation, for learning and memory. It also helps with brain cell membrane repair. Uh, and this happens to be one that many people are deficient in. Another one would be, and this is also very popular and it happens to be one of my favorites, is alpha-GPC. This is a, a precursor for acetylcholine um, and it directly increases uh, acetylcholine in the brain, which has been shown to improve power and speed both mentally and physically. Plus, it's like bonus prize with this one, not only does it increase the acetylcholine in the brain, but it acts in a way that reduces how fast it breaks down. So you, it's, it's available for your brain to use it longer. And it's neuroprotective, it improves memory, and it has also been known to improve mood. Next, we've got mushrooms. And I love mushrooms. It actually all started for me with turkey tail about 15 years ago, and it has turned into a full-on love affair across the entire fungi kingdom. <laughs> I have an episode dedicated to all things mushrooms that's coming up um, where I talk about health and the immune system and uh, the benefits for the soil, and um, even I get into microdosing, psilocybin. That's coming up. Uh, so I don't want to spend too much time on mushrooms, but um, for this episode, I will just mention one. And if you are familiar with nootropics, you probably have already guessed which one I'm going to mention. It is lion's mane. This one boosts that BDNF, and it also helps with the removal of that beta amyloid plaque. Now, those are all naturally derived, so that's just what... The earth has given us access to, um, and that's just, I mean, it really is just a sprinkling of, of how many things we can utilize between food and herbs and um, just whatever we can get our hands on from, from food and, and the earth. That's a whole episode or two or three on its own. But now I want to talk about the synthetic compounds. So these are not naturally derived, but in a lot of cases, these were accidental or surprise discoveries which happens com you know, commonly during initial phases of drug development. So I'll start with the racetams. This is a, a family of compounds of synthetic molecules that are, people have at least heard of. If they've started to investigate nootropics, these are usually the first ones that come up or the first ones that people mention. So um, they are a family of these synthetic molecules. And... Um, they, when they were being studied or when they were discovered accidentally, what they were looking to do or what they were trying to do was to create um, help for sleep, to induce sleep um, or to help with motion sickness. Um, and there's a, quite a few of racetams uh, that, that share a similar chemical structure. But uh, for the sake of time, I'm, I'm just going to talk about a few of them, but I do suggest you researching and exploring this particular family um, for yourself. But uh, today I want to just keep it to my, my personal favorite three. Um, paracetam, which is one of the originals, um, and this one is a derivative of the neurotransmitter GABA, but its mechanism of action differs from just taking a GABA supplement, which it, sometimes is confusing because people think, why, don't I, why can't I just go take GABA I've seen it on the, you know, on the shelf and the store. It's a different mechanism of action. Uh, paracetam has neuroprotective and anticonvulsant properties, and it's uh, been shown to improve neuroplasticity. So it's helpful in cognitive disorders and dementia. It's even been found to be helpful with vertigo and dys dyslexia and sickle cell anemia, which is fascinating. My personal experience with this particular one is uh, significant improvement in memory and word recall and verbal fluency. 
I really love this one before meetings or events or anything that I'm doing that requires me to be able to grab information from all parts of my brain quickly. Another one is called aniracetam, and this one shows an improvement in mental health overall, peace of mind, and just a general feeling of at ease, you know, tranquility, so to speak. Uh, some have reported a reduction in depression and anxiety, uh, most specifically in social anxiety. It's also been found to increase neurotransmitters in the brain like choline, dopamine, and serotonin. I really love that one. I actually love that one stacked with paracetam. And then the other one that I think is probably my favorite of the entire family is fasoracetam. This one was first developed by a Japanese pharmaceutical company. Um, They were trying to find a way to treat dementia, but as they got through clinical trials, they were having a hard time with the efficacy of it for, for dementia specifically. So they ended those trials, but since then, uh, various other labs and companies have been investigating fasoracetam's potential use as an ADHD treatment um, and also for other memory problems. Uh, as I said, this one's probably my favorite. I've noticed the most benefit from it personally. I have significantly sharper focus when uh, I use it and an increased amount of alertness, and it has drastically improved my learning capacity. So if I'm studying for something or I'm trying to remember, you know, really get the information and retain it and make sure that I could actually repeat it uh, in a way that it makes sense. And also just grasping the concepts of more complex ideas. This one has been, there's nothing like this one to me, in my opinion. I will put in the show notes a few sites, websites that you can go to for more information on the Racetam family and the compounds that are within it so that you can do your own research and see what they are all about. Now, outside of the Racetams, but still synthetic in nature, there is a compound called galantamine. And this one I also really like. <laughs> this one has been used as a remedy for myopathy, sensor and motor dysfunction due to central nervous system uh, issues. And a handful of trials have indications that it also, this is fascinating to me, it also might be effective for uh, diabetes and autism and uh, obesity, even inflammation. But it hasn't necessarily been approved for these. This, this compound has what's called a dual approval. So it's available as both a pharmaceutical and an over-the-counter supplement, which is pretty cool. And according to the studies, uh, it works by preventing the actions of the enzyme that would break down acetylcholine. And it's this particular mechanism of action that contributes to the improvement of information absorption and retention and recall. So better memory, improved learning, things like that. And it also seems to boost IGFS levels in the brain, which encourages the growth of new brain cells. And who doesn't want new brain cells? I do. I know I do. Um, so I, I do love that one. That one's definitely worth exploring and keeping an eye on. Then we have uh, bromatane. This is also a synthetic molecule, and it was developed in Russia in, uh, I believe it was in the 80s. Anyway, due to the unique aspects of it, it actually would classify as an adaptogen or what's called an actoprotector. And that simply just means it's like a fancy word for supporting physical and mental resistance in extreme environmental conditions, um, extreme stressful conditions. And it's been shown to improve focus and motivation, also short-term memory, which is awesome, and uh, sleep and motor function, both in gross motor and fine motor skills. It also is showing to work on an epigenetic level um, and it changes the transcription of the enzymes, which synth- which synthesize dopamine. So it's it's there's some areas still to be studied. They're trying to figure out exactly what's going on there. But we talked about epigenetics in a previous uh, episode, and so I thought it was interesting that this is uh, p- 
potentially its mechanism of action is influenced externally at the epigenetic level. And people have reported that it in- improves their sense of you know, being calm. It seems to lengthen their attention span and improves mood. There's a, a lot of these that are improving mood. So I don't know why we don't um, talk about these more often or why so few people know about them. But anyway, um, on this particular one, uh, there is limited scientific studies in the U.S. at this moment. But from what I understand, it is being looked at in more depth. So now quickly, I want to move on to the stacks. I just want to expand on what a stack is and also share some that are available and that I use regularly. So stacks are essentially just two or more ingredients that synergistically work together to enhance each other. That's the goal. So obviously, you wouldn't want to put two things together that counteract each other. That would just be a waste of money and a waste of time. Uh, But synergy is what's so cool because it's like if one works at a level six by itself, but you add another thing to it, now all of a sudden that six becomes an eight. So it increases the uh, effectiveness of each. So that's synergy. Um, some examples of these stacks would be like the CD, CDP choline um, and paracetam, or um, I like this one a lot, alpha-GPC, uh, L-tyrosine, and L-theanine. And many nootropic companies are now formulating capsules, or they have been for a while. Uh, just most people haven't been as familiar, uh, but they actually will formulate these stacks into capsules. So you don't have to necessarily know, you know, just being a newbie, you don't have to know which things to stack together. Um, they do it for you, and you can you can buy the supplement in a custom uh, in a stack that that makes sense. If you're a little more advanced and you really want to understand, also play with the dosing to see what works best for you. You can also buy the ingredients individually and create your own custom stacks. Um, I primarily was making my own because it's me. (laughs) And if you know me, that's usually how I roll. I like to formulate things. I like to assess and analyze and, um, you know, figure things out what's really working and understand uh, how it works. So I was doing it that way until, well, time, <laughs> I had to, um, you know, trade it for some other projects that I was doing. But thankfully, there are a couple of brands that I really love, and I do use them on a regular basis. One particular company is called True Brain, and this is a liquid supplement that I usually take before meetings or events that would require me to um, have the ability to really retrieve information, pull details, and communicate it well. Um, I usually take those before before recording a podcast because they're easy to just throw in my bag and um, you know quickly consume it if I all of a sudden find myself in a situation where I might be mentally exhausted and I have to quickly get my stuff together. <laughs> Um, I like this instead of an energy drink. I actually pr- prefer the, the liquid because it's, it seems to be a little faster acting. And then the other supplement stack that I use is uh, amazing. It's um, put together by Neurohacker Collective. The product is called Qualia Mind, um, and it has a long list of ingredients that are everything that I would want uh, to have for my brain health because it's not just for mental performance, but it's also anti-aging. It's also uh, neuroprotective. It's it's so good and it's put together so well. Uh, and I use that daily, but the dose and the timing will depend upon which tasks I'm doing for that day. So if I'm writing or formulating or developing programs, working with clients, whatever it is I'm doing, I will adjust the dose or I will take it at certain times of the day um, to accommodate those tasks. I will also make sure to put the links in the show notes to those two brands in case you wanted to just go the easy route and be like, I don't want to stack anything, just somebody help me. (laughs) I will mention too with True Brain that um, they have a couple of different formulations, um, some that don't have any caffeine in them at all. Uh, I think there's at least one or there's a few, there's a handful. And then there's the one that I love, which is like the extra, which has the most caffeine in it um, that I usually 
believe it or not, I actually stack those stacks. I will use the extra and the blend that is non-caffeinated. So it's the uh, the darker orange color and the blue color uh, in case that helps anybody. It's just I'm visual. So that's what I know that I do. And I, I love that stack. It's so, so good. And it lasts for a long time. And it really helps me get through my day. Um, now, we've talked about the natural derived compounds that we can use. We've talked about the uh, synthetic compounds. Um, these are all supplements, but I, I really can't, I couldn't discuss in any, in, in any circumstance uh, brain optimization without noting some technology that I also think is phenomenal for improving cognition. And first and foremost, hands down, I have to talk about neurofeedback. Many people are unfamiliar with this. I just cannot wrap my mind around why it is so awesome. I, I understand from a certain standpoint, it's because they're still studying it. It's, it's newer, but wow, this is game changer times 10. So neurofeedback is essentially, it's a way to train your brain activity. Uh, your first, they'll map your brain using a brain analysis software. It's like QEEG or a brain map, they might call it. And this helps to identify specific activity that may be contributing to less optimal brain function or, in some cases, symptoms or conditions that one might have. And then based on the information in the QEEG, a training plan or protocol is created to, uh, for you specifically based on your, your brain map, uh, it's created to encourage the brain waves to move into more efficient states. And the way that they do that is actually really quite simple. It's almost unbelievable. If I hadn't done it myself, I wouldn't believe this. You really don't have to contribute at all except for to show up for your sessions. When you go to your sessions, you end up sitting in a cozy chair or something. They put your uh, sensors on your head that will be measuring your brain activity or your brain waves. And then you watch a video game or listen to music. Um, there's a variety of different protocols that they use, but essentially you're not doing anything. You're just watching or listening and your brain is being trained. Uh, during the session, um, the, they will compare your, what your brain is actually doing versus what you would like it to be doing or what they would like it to be doing based on the goal. So when your brain starts to get closer to or moves into a brainwave pattern that's in alignment with the goal, then you or your brain is rewarded with a positive response that's on the screen. And your brain really likes that. So it teaches your brain to move into that brainwave uh, pattern more easily. In some cases, I think for me, especially, it was like a reminder that it exists. <laughs> um, and to this day, it is one of the most profound and effective treatments that I have ever experienced. Uh, I really only went to explore it for the purpose of understanding. And I really, I, you know, I thought, well, anything that's new that can help people, I want to at least know about so I can kind of put it in my toolbox to offer it to people that I work with as an option. Um, I, I really didn't have any in, intention of, you know, actually doing the training, but I, I did because I thought that, you know, that would be the best for me to be able to explain to people what's happening. Um, but I didn't really think that I had any goals. Maybe if I had a goal, it was brain optimization. It was just being able to get them, you know, the most out of my brain without hurting it, you know, without really causing it to be um, exhausted. So, that was the, maybe the intention, but as I started going through the sessions, I realized that I actually had some of my own issues, and um, I would never have guessed because, and, and I'll just, I mean, we're friends, right? I can tell you. <laughs> so essentially, it, when I went, it had just come off this time in my life where I was um, busy putting together programs and, and designing protocols and such for the wellness clinic in Los Angeles. And there had been some other personal things. I had just moved. Uh, I'd left Nashville. I mean, there was a lot going on. But when I'm working, I am so zoned in to what I'm creating. And I can do that for a very long time. 
And fortunately, what I realized through this process is that I was in this brainwave state for so long that I had almost become numb. And I'm not proud to say that, but it's the reality because a couple of sessions in to this process, I, I remember waking up one morning and I was like, oh my gosh, what do I feel? Like, what is this? And I thought, oh, oh my gosh, it's joy. <laughs> I feel joy. And then I started to cry because I realized I couldn't remember the last time that I felt joy or any emotion for that matter. So then I'm crying. And I think part of it is because probably was just some pent up emotions that hadn't been processed because I had been so stuck in this brainwave of like, go, go, go and staying focused. And from then on, it was like I, my brain just recalibrated and rebalanced. And all I did was show up and watch this screen. Another really cool lesson that I got from this as I'm as I'm sitting watching, because you know, you're not consciously involved, you're, other than that you're agreeing to watch the screen. But, the, you know, the video game that I was watching, my brain was training on was this butterfly that would fly through this hoop. And um, when it went through the hoop, it would do a spin and then it would, you know, give audio and visual reward, which, of course, that's, you know, part of the brain training. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to believe, I'm going to believe that that butterfly is going to get through the hoop. And so the next time the butterfly got to it, I start thinking really hard. I'm like, this time it's going in, this time it's going in. And I believed it. And it didn't. And I was like, wow, wow. Affirmations can only get us so far when we have this subconscious behavior that has been there for who knows how long it was overriding my conscious decision to make something happen. And I thought, dang, <laughs> I have a lot to learn. So anyway, just a side story for everybody's entertainment. Uh, I would say that neurofeedback is one of the most profound uh, discoveries of our time. And it, is, uh, it was such an honor to get to experience that. Um, but I will say our brains are so very sensitive um, and they will adjust. Um, so this is very important. You have to be 100% confident in the people who are in charge of analyzing and creating these protocols. This is not something that you want to wait for a group on for. This is your brain. I've personally only ever been to Peak Brain Institute in L.A. It is the only center that I will ever let touch my brain. Dr. Andrew Hill is like the best of the best. So I will link to their website in the show notes so that you can read more about it there. You can get a much more professional and concise and scientific version of what they do than what I just gave you. But uh, anyway, if, you, if you're interested, I will make sure that that link is in the show notes. Um, another cool technology that I really love is binaural beats. And this is another thing that people have maybe heard of but don't really understand. So I thought I would throw this in for fun. So neurons in your brain are affected by sound waves and some research indicates that your brain waves are prone or can be prone to getting into sync with any music or sounds that are around you. Uh, the ideal is to be in a brainwave state that is appropriate for your goals. So whether you want to study or sit and pray or you need to get hyped up because you got to go work out. Your brain waves and the state that they're in are either helping you or hindering those particular goals. So the concept of uh, being able to move them in a different direction to facilitate what you want to do is exciting. And it's actually considered this uh, binaural beat is, is considered to be a type of hypnosis. It's actually uh, an auditory illusion and it can be achieved when there's two different frequencies uh, going into each ear that are, they actually have to be less than 40 hertz. Um, and, but anyway, so let me give you an example. If, you're, if you put an earbud in your right ear and it's listening to 400 hertz, and then you put in your left ear an earbud and it's playing 370 hertz, your brain will automatically pick up a third tone and that's the binaural beat. 
and that would be 30 hertz. So it's just a mathematical thing. Uh, there is an app, which will make this whole thing a lot easier. You do not have to do the math to do binaural beats. I just wanted to explain it a little bit. But this app, you can actually get on your phone. And um, what I like about this one specifically is that you can create your own playlist with your own music, and then you can uh, have the the sine waves simply run under the music. So the freak the different frequencies are playing beneath the music that you already like. I think that's a big deal because I don't want to always be listening to crashing waves on the ocean. So anyway, you can put your own playlist on there um, and then you can choose from programs. They already have them programmed in there depending on like what you're trying to do, what your goal is, and then you can play them. Um, I will add that app as well to the show notes. Um, And there is some question, it's worth noting that some people actually don't believe or some scientists have not found, you know, solid evidence as to whether or not this is a way to change your brainwaves. So whether placebo or not, I, I personally have had success with it. But what's really been interesting to me is that my sensitivity to it has increased over, over time. And I've noticed that the effect that sound has uh, really is uh, affecting my ability to concentrate. And that can be good or, or bad, actually, because uh, when I'm trying to concentrate and there's, I don't know, I can hear something, you know, outside or sometimes it's even just my own music. I'm extra sensitive to it and I'll have to turn it down. But the important thing to note about that and why I even bring it up is that it really shows how much sound is affecting us even when we don't realize it. Obviously, I'm more sensitive. My my ability to pick up these different frequencies has has been heightened. That could be the nootropics. That could be neurofeedback. It could have, it, I don't know, could be from using binaural beats. I'm not really sure. But there is, for me for sure, and potentially for other people, a real correlation to um, sounds or music that are influencing your mood. And you just haven't put the two and two together before. So I mention that because I think that there is something to it. Um, there are lots of other technological options for cognitive improvement, but I have limited knowledge on some of those, and I just prefer to only share what I've personally experienced or have studied in depth. So when I learn more about those or have a chance to uh, work with them a little bit more, I will gladly share my experience about those. And then last but not least, I can't leave these out, the free nootropics. Uh, these are two things that some people don't like. Some people do like, doesn't matter. We're not talking about opinions (laughs) just that you should know that if you want it for free, you can do some aerobic exercise and aerobic exercise has a lot of the same benefits as these supplements and these supplement stacks that I mentioned. It improves circulation and oxygen in your brain improves the function of cellular mitochondria, improves memory and learning and uh, retention. Uh, It also helps with the neural communications uh, and it impacts significantly the release and the uptake of neurotransmitters such as dopamine and serotonin, which obviously almost immediately will influence your mood. It also provides uh, noradrenaline and epinephrine for energy and acetylcholine, which we already talked about, which it helps with mental acuity and retention. It also increases the volume of your prefrontal and medial temporal cortex of your brain, which improves memory and thinking um, and the very important reasoning um, and problem solving. It also increases neuroplasticity. So aerobic exercise is for free and it gives you all of those benefits. And then the other nootropic category component that you can do for free is sleep. I wish I, I wish I liked to do this one more <laughs> because when you're sleeping, your brain is sorting through all of the memories and information that you absorbed and took in and learned during the day. And it's strengthening the important ones. So uh, having a good night's sleep is important because it also helps to maintain the communication between the prefrontal cortex, um, which is the part of the brain that deals with self-control, and your amygdala, which is your emotional center of your brain. And they work together 
to keep your emotions in check. So that's why people are crabby or extra stressed when they haven't slept well because this little function didn't get to uh, be optimized. And sleep is incredibly important for all aspects of cognitive function overall. And I am trying my best to learn how to like it more. (laughs) And I suppose for the sake of time, uh, gosh, I have so many more notes here, but um, I'm just looking at the clock and I think I'm going to have to end it on, on that. But as you can see, our brains are truly integral to everything about how we function well or, or don't. And there is a lot more that we can be doing to support and optimize this organ. I truly wish, as I reflect, that I had, know, that I had known my whole life what I know now about the brain. I can't help but think of all the years that I've been unintentionally working against the natural and optimal function it was designed for. I really believe, uh, and, I, and I feel like I have more and more evidence of this every day, that we are walking miracles. And I am consistently coming across ways that um, we are limiting our potential. And I'm also learning that so much of the potential that exists has actually been kept under wraps or has just simply been traded in for, I don't know, like much less powerful and uh, counterfeit versions of what God originally intended for and created. So don't forget um, to check out the show notes for all the details about all the things that I went through. I know this was a lot of information, but you know how I like to do it. (laughs) I want to make sure that I give you tools and information that you can utilize right away um, and also encourage you to do your own research uh, and investigate a little bit more about how you can see some positive improvements in your own life. Thank you again so much for listening, for the time that you've dedicated to learning more about becoming whole and healthy and free. And as you already know, I'm a big believer that it is absolutely possible that you can be all those things and more. Thank you for listening to Whole, Healthy and Free. I will be back soon with another edition of the podcast. I invite you to check out my next episode once it becomes available on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. Until then, stay focused, insist on the truth, and do not quit. You are so much stronger than you realize.